Cocktails and Cadavers, the podcast where two tipsy girls tell their friends terrible stories, all while forcing them to drink and listen along. I'm Avery. And I'm Sorella. And we are back, just the two of us. Yeah, we liked it so much last week. Honestly, we're running out of friends. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we definitely ran out of friends. It's going to have to probably go into um, It'll be a family members soon. I am an only child. Oh, yeah. So it's going to be my family members. Yeah. <laughs> I only have three left, too. You're going to be three. Yeah, because I already did Lars and my mom. Oh, your dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my dad, Carolyn and Ian. I thought you meant siblings. I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it'll be a special treat. Right. I was like, can we ask Christian to be on it for the third time? (laughs) No. (laughs) We can't. And he knows nothing about sports. Yeah. So today, um, our topic is wrestling. And if you didn't know, wrestling is completely fake. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> it's completely fake. Hulk Hogan used to keep like a razor blade in his shorts and cut his eyebrow whenever people would flip him down. Because you, when you see them bleeding, it's real blood, but they yeah. cut themselves. I know zero about wrestling, except that my grandpa calls it wrestling. Um, I know what, what I know about wrestling comes from what is shown at Up Down when we're there. You know, they oh, they show wrestling. Yeah, 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 they show yeah. like what the rock and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Up Down's a um, video arcade bar it's, in Kansas City. No, it's nationwide. Is it? Yeah, it's a chain. Oh. Um, and do you know they're putting one in the plaza? Oh, sorry, this is okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> and today our drink is what did Benoit we say? Benoit Blitz. The Benoit Blitz. It was the only recipe we could find with both beer and maple syrup because this guy's Canadian. It's not bad. We we it's both not- said it's not our favorite. No. But, I mean, we'd order it in a restaurant. I think the best one we've ever done is the one when we did the um, Gainesville Ripper. And it was like, what was it, like vodka and Capri Sun or something? I don't know. That That is it. Like, automatically going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's Sunny D. Sunny D. Yeah. Yeah. That was good. Okay. Well, um, as far as personal news, nothing. No. Sorella, hopefully we'll have something to tell us in the next two weeks, but we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Um, I start my job next week. And my cat went to the ER yesterday, so. (laughs) It's not as exciting as when someone has, like, a new job. Yeah, that that episode was, like, I feel like that was a peak in our situation, and it's only... Well, your engagement. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. My fiance Alex is in the next room. Don't cough, Al. We're on air. We're on air. We're on air. <laughs> We're live. Um, he's in the next room, and usually he he goes to his parents' house when we record because he just we have performance anxiety, I guess. <laughs> so we'll see how this goes. But he doesn't have a car this week, so he's here. I felt like I had something to announce, but it's. It's... Merch. We don't have any. No. We need more listeners. <laughs> Come on, guys. You're holding us back. <laughs> All right. Chris Benoit. I had to, um, I was really nervous that I would not get like the French of his name right, but it's actually pretty easy. So he's a Canadian professional wrestler whose career spanned 22 years and he held 22 championship titles and two world championship titles. Um, he's described as being a little weird and intense, but overall considered to be a nice guy. 
his fans like love him and yeah um, but i wrestling fans love everybody yeah i think i might want to get into wrestling no i I really don't think you have the time or the money do you realize that every single thing is on pay-per-view oh that's right what about like do they do WrestleManias in Kansas City, or is that like a... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, actually, Alex's cousins, they go to... Um, I've always wanted to go to this. They they go to amateur wrestling, and they said that they're like some of the funniest characters. Like this one guy... Alex, is he a wine guy? Alex? Yeah. <laughs> is he a wine guy? The wrestler that Mike and Ben go to? Or not, um, ben and... No, Mike and Jeff. Oh my god. <laughs> there's three of them. Yeah, it is. Wine guy? Yeah, so there's like a wine guy and that's his shtick. And so <laughs> when people go and like buy his merch, they'll give him like a a wine flight and it's just like really shitty wine. Oh. And there's just like all like they're ridiculous characters, but we should go to it because it sounds really fun and you can yeah. just get really drunk. I saw a TikTok the other day that was this girl and she's like my boyfriend decided to take me on a cute date, told me to get dressed up and surprise Midget me. wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> he just took her to go see midget wrestling. I will tell you, the thing that I hated the most in my college career was midget wrestling. Okay. I've I never went, seen midget wrestling. I went freshman so, year because it sounds fun. Or maybe I went sophomore year. And it is violent. Hmm. It's aggressive. And you feel bad. Like, yeah. It, it's it's like a shtick, and yeah. also they brought a girl on stage and like slammed their crotches into her face. What? It was uncomfortable oh. for sure. I think I would enjoy the like fanfare of like a WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah, you know? but I don't think I don't think it's I think WrestleMania is the only place that can do like that big of a yeah production. Yeah, it's like why I like going to see like stadium concerts because they're always like big productions, and that's what like wrestling is, I guess. Again, know nothing about wrestling. So his fans like him. Um, and I guess he was like a pretty big deal. And a lot of people considered him to be like one of the all-time greats. Like up there with um, Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan and like Triple T and Steve, Stone Cold, Stone Steve, Cold Austin. Steve Austin. I know so much about wrestling. I so know actually a good amount of people now that you said that. Really? Um, Benoit trained to become a professional wrestler in the Hart family dungeon, um, receiving education from family patriarch Stu Hartman. So the dungeon is, what are you doing? Sorry. <laughs> the dungeon is like a, it's in the basement of this mansion in, I guess, Canada. And the Hart family is like this wrestling family. Okay. And they just like train these kids in their basement. Okay. And... I guess they're like this major um, wrestling like legacy. Yeah, but why would you ever let your kid be trained by older men in a basement? Because he's the, the, I don't know. Yeah. Okay, this is the 80s, the 70s. People don't care about their kids. Yeah, that's true. So he gets trained in this basement by like the actual patriarch of this like wrestling royal family. Oh, okay. Um, and this like dungeon, they call it, has produced some of the greatest and most successful professional wrestlers of like all time. Hmm. I feel like they said Chris Jericho. I don't know who that is. And he, I just know his name. Why do Why do we know his name? Because he's on. Um, he's in the WWE or was. Who? <laughs> I don't know. I just was John Cena in the WWE. Yeah, he was. I think he. This guy. Oh, so John these Cena. are the girls from like Total Divas. 
On E. I don't know. I guess. Bravo. No, it's E. Um, so Benoit started his career in 85 with this, like, I guess wrestling has, like, it's almost like how there are football teams. or not Hockey. Even, yeah, it's like. like hockey, where there's, like, a like a junior league, then a minor league, like then a divisions pro league. Yeah. and, like, it's way more complicated than I thought. So it's called Stampede Wrestling. In his first match, he attempted the diving headbutt before learning how to land correctly and had the wind knocked out of him. He's like, I'm never going to do that again. And then it becomes like his signature move. So he's doing it all the fucking time. In 89, Stampede like closes its doors. And so he goes to New Japan Pro Wrestling. And he starts wearing this mask and assumes the name Pegasus Kid. And he's like, hates the mask, but whatever. He becomes a performer because of it. It's a bad name. Real bad name. And then I guess... You can, like, steal masks from people if you win against them. It's like in Game of Thrones, like the Dothraki take the braids or something, or the bells. I don't know. The Dothraki haven't been in that series in since, a while. Like, season one. <laughs> Either way, I guess if you win against him, it's like when you're car racing and then you, you yeah, get the pink cars. slips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fast and Furious. <laughs> no, Grease. Pink slips is not <laughs> Fast and Furious. Grease? Yeah, they say we're racing for pink slips. Oh, my God. Okay. Um... So anyway, it's like that. So he took his mask and then he becomes like the wild Pegasus kid or something. I can't remember. Anyway, so he's in Japan. Then in 94, he starts working for Extreme Champion Wrestling. Uh And in between tours of Japan, he's doing this and he becomes like major deal there. And he gets the nickname The Crippler after he put Rocco Rock out. Wait, but did he cripple him? Well, I'll get to that. At November to Remember... Benoit accidentally broke Sabu's neck within the opening seconds of the match. They showed me how, they told me how in the thing, but it's like um, something about pancake flip and then he did, I don't know. There's a lot of moves in wrestling. Basically, he didn't land the move right and he almost broke this guy's neck. And oh, I thought he did break his neck. Well, he did. Oh, oh, wait. Yeah, he broke the guy's neck. He almost paralyzed him, is what I meant to say. Oh, 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 oh. So after the match, Benoit's like, what the fuck? Goes back to the locker room and has, like, a breakdown about this because he's, like, sick with guilt about almost paralyzing someone. Right. Which is kind of ironic for what he goes on to do, but whatever. Um, So then the head booker for the EWC at the time, he's like, we're going to make money off your, like, crippler... um, Persona. Yeah, and they start, they, like, use that as his name from now on. And then at this point, until he leaves the ECW, he is known as Crippler Benoit. And then he goes to World Championship Wrestling, which is like another division or something, in October of 95. And they modified his name to Canadian Crippler Chris Benoit. Canadian Crippler is a really cool name, though. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a mouthful from the Crippler to Canadian Crippler Chris Benoit. Oh, well, yeah. You don't say his full name. (laughs) You just say Canadian Crippler. Yeah. Um, so then he impressed the higher-ups at this, and he was approached by Ric Flair and the WCW booking staff to become a member of the Reformed Four Horsemen in 95, along with Flair, Arn Anderson, and Brian Pillman. I know who Ric Flair is. Yeah, I know that name. I don't know the other two. No. Um, so then I copied this paragraph directly from Wikipedia because I thought it was funny, and I didn't know what any of it meant. So, here we go. <laughs> He brought, oh wait, 
He brought in he was brought in to add a new dynamic for Anderson and Flair's tormenting of Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage in their alliance to end Hulkamania, which saw the horsemen team up with the Dungeon of Doom, and that alliance ended with Dungeon Leader and WCW booker Kevin Sullivan feuding with Pillman. When Pillman abruptly left the company for the WWF, Benoit place was placed into his ongoing feud with Sullivan. This came to th- this came to fruition through a distension between the two in a tag team match, with the two reluctantly teaming up with each other against the public enemy, and Benoit being attacked by Sullivan at Slambury. This led to the two having <laughs> a violent <laughs> This led to the two having a violent confrontation at pay-per-views, which led to Sullivan booking in a feud with Benoit. In a feud which Benoit was having an affair with Sullivan's real life wife and on-screen valet Nancy. Also known as woman. But wasn't that true? Yeah. Well, so what happened is they were forced to spend time together because of the affair. Because of the affair and they fell in love. Yes. Yep. Which I did not know. (laughs) I knew that. For some reason, I actually know a significant amount of what you just said. (laughs) I was just kind of like, what's happening? Like, one guy's like, peace out, I'm not in this crew anymore. And the other guy picks up his feud? Well... I think that's a just like a carry on kind of thing. Like you know, dynasties have feuds with other families. Like. Yeah, it was just it was a lot to read that at like nine p.m. last night. Oh, I'm sure. And I was like, I don't. Especially when you don't know like anything about wrestling. I thought they just got in the ring and fought. No, because you have to consider like that gets really boring. So like the most recent one I saw was this wedding, and basically like they're getting married in the ring, right? Oh my god. And this was like last week or two weeks ago, and people are coming in and just slamming the bride and groom onto the as ground. they're getting married. Yeah, <laughs> they're trying to get married, and people are like, "Oh, who does who who objects?" A girl walks in, claims she's in love with the bride. Yeah. Have you thought about maybe doing this for your wedding? Um, I don't think I'm allowed to. Mm-hmm. It'd be funny though. I don't want to get slammed <laughs> in the ground. Well, okay, so Nancy is. The girlfriend of Sullivan, or the wife? She's the wife she's of wife. Sullivan. And she's like a valet, which is like a hype girl. Yep. But they call her woman. She's I, really pretty. She's, um, was she one of the, she's not like a ring girl. She's like a ringside. She's like the hype person. Like she gets the crowd going and she walks in with them. Mm, okay. Um, so this like on screen relationship developed into like a real life affair and as a result, Sullivan and Benoit had, like, this really bad... Like, they had a pretty poor relationship backstage. Um, but Benoit admitted that Sullivan never, like, took it out on him in the ring. Like, they, he was still professional about it, even though Benoit literally stole his wife. Not his stole, but, like... Yeah, but you have to consider, like, how much did he really love his wife to begin with to let her spend some time with another man to fake that he she was having an affair with her money and publicity and the fact that he let her like not let her but she was known as woman like that was her nickname you know yeah it is the 80s but like that might just be that that just might be like a different like she got that name in high school or something weird (laughs) you know yeah (laughs) um so then like Benoit is like unhappy working for the WCW and it's like disagreements with the management company, whatever. And he leaves alongside with like three of his friends and he goes to world wrestling federation slash entertainment. So WWF, WWE. Yeah. 
and he quickly wins his first title at the WWF at WrestleMania 2000, pinning Chris Jericho in a triple threat match to win Kurt Angle's Intercontinental Championship. There's also so many fucking names for like every single thing. Tag teams. I think we're supposed to know Chris Jericho. 100%. He is in my brain for some pop culture reference that I don't get. I know John Cena because the memes. I know The Rock. I know Hulk Hogan because of the TV show. What was this TV show called? Meet the Hogans? No. No, but that that was a good TV show, man. I wonder what his daughter's up to. Um, I knew this. What's her name? She again? did a song. I remember that. Well, Brooke. yeah, but she is, she is her father's daughter, man. She is like. 5'11". It says she's 140, but she is not 140. No. She's coming in at two bills, no problem. Oh my god. Uh, remember her brother? Yeah. He was younger, right? Yeah. It says they're in Tampa still. Hmm. Hogan knows best. Mm. And then she was in a new movie that I was just like... Was she in um, Sharknado? No, she was in Two-Headed Shark. I was, pr- I was pretty close. <laughs> you were. You were. Music groups for Chris Jericho. What? Chris Jericho was Fozzie. in... Fozzie. I don't know. We're, he's not in like any movie, so I don't know how you would have known this person. I don't know. Maybe I just know the name Jericho. Think I think I you know, know the name Jericho. <laughs> I think I know him. Yeah. No. I was Wait, like, Jessica Lockhart. Who's that? It's his wife. Is it Heather Lockhart? Oh, I guess not. Wait. I don't know. He was a big, I feel like he was a big WWE person. Well, okay. he was. Yeah, okay. well, he was. He was. You're right. You're right. <laughs> but I just feel like I don't know who that is. Yeah. Okay. So it was at this time, he's with the WWF. Um, he wrestled in his first WWF pay-per-view main events, challenging The Rock. I know him. Um, for the WWF Championship at Fully Loaded in July and as part of a fatal four-way title match at Unforgiven in September. Basically, a lot more wrestling stuff happens. I don't really know. Right. He's fighting The Rock. He's fighting Chris Jericho. He's fighting... um, I feel like there's a John Cena moment in here. Triple H, Stone Cold, Steve Ops. Like, a lot is happening. Right. So then March of uh, 2004 at WrestleMania 20... Benoit won the World Heavyweight Championship by forcing Triple H to tap out in his signature submissive move, which I think it was called, like, um, oh, the Crippler Crossface. (laughs) (laughs) You would not have gotten that. I think it was called, um... I I read a little bit further down. I was like, yep, that's it. Um, I know three wrestling moves now. I'll brag about it later, but... Basically, it was the first time ever in WrestleMania that a championship was won by someone tapping out because of this thing. So basically, what he does is he puts him in a headlock and just pulls his head back. So it like puts a lot of strain on his neck. Oh. <clears throat> um, so then there's all this other stuff. Basically, a lot more like crazy storylines. Very soap opera. Very like Mean Girls. Lots going on. Whatever. Um, so then in November of 2005, his like best friend, who's also a wrestler is found dead in his hotel room of acute heart failure. Mm-hmm. And the following night raw, which is like the, I think it's like, I feel like that's like a team. So you have raw and then you have SmackDown. Yeah. 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 I know what those are. Okay. So raw held a, 
uh, his name's Eddie Guerrero, tribute show, hosted by both Raw and SmackDown wrestlers. Benoit was like heartbroken, and he's like very emotional on television. Yeah, so he's like breaking down in front of the camera. His colleagues say like he was never the same after this guy died. Um, so then he basically he gets drafted. There's a WWE draft. Oh, I, thought were, I thought you were gonna say for war. Oh. No, I thought you were gonna say for war. Uh, I was like, what? <laughs> what war was in 2000? And f- I mean, yeah, yeah but well, did we draft in 2000? Yeah. Um, so he gets drafted from SmackDown to um, ECW as part of this draft. I don't really know. So then, eight days later, he okay. does his final wrestling match against Elijah Burke. Um, and this is to determine who would compete for the vacant ECW World Championship at Vengeance, which is to be held on June 24th, which is important. What day, What year? Uh, 2007, Before. I think. Oh, okay. So he, like, fights this guy, Elijah Burke, and he ends the match by doing the flying headbutt, which is his signature move. Right. And basically, he had, like, I watched the clip. It was, I don't know the word for it. I don't want to say impressive. But it was, like, something to watch. So he, like, there's something. Here are the moves I know. There's something called a German something, superplex or something. You grab them, mm-hmm. and you, like, slam your own back into the floor yep. three times in a row. Okay. He does this. Homeboy is, like, on the floor in pain. And this guy, Benoit, is, like, goes up to the little um, corner ropes, climbs right. to the top, yep. jumps off head first to this guy laying on the ground. But then the guy on the ground at the last minute rolls over and lifts his knee, and Benoit's head goes straight into his knee, kneecap. So that's like hard on hard, whereas before it was probably going into like a torso or something. But the guy lifted his knee at the last minute, and he smacked right into his knee. Then he's on the ground holding his head and shaking, like rocking back Hold on, now I gotta pull it up. Oh my gosh. It's called, if you just Google or YouTube Chris Benoit... Flying headbutt or something. It's like the first one. It's like his the last of his career. Diving headbutt to Scott Hall. Uh, no, it's Elijah Burke. Elijah Burke's like a bad guy. Last diving headbutt in his career. Yes. Yeah. And then the announcer, like... you'll hear it. He's like, that must have rattled his brain. And then a few days later, he kills his family. Well, spoiler alert. Well. Okay, yep. Slams him on the back. Suplex. Suplex, nice. See, he does it three times. I showed this to Christian at work, and he was like, what does that accomplish? I think it's fake. German suplexes. So is it three times. Wait, how does he jump all the way over there? The guy's like I know, all the way I over know. there. I know. If you could just see Avery's face right now. She was visibly shook. You see how bad it is? This is on... Well, yeah, the guy's knee must have hurt. Yeah. Oh, now they're doing a replay. Yeah. So this is on the 19th. How did he jump 19th. so far? I know. Do you know, he probably jumped, I'm going to say, 12 feet? Yeah, so he's on the corner. Say he's on, like, the northwest corner. This guy's, like, not even in the middle of the ring. No, he's, like, he is, over on the west. Yeah. And this guy jumps head first. 
all the way across. And he hits him right in the knee. Yeah, and the guy's knee is, like, in pain as well. You can tell. And this is, like, a few days before the murders. So I think that definitely did not help. And so the announcer is screaming, that had to have rattled the mind of Chris Benoit. Okay, so that's his wrestling life. Personal life, he's married twice. He had two children, David and Megan, with his first wife. But by 97, he's divorced, whatever. Then he's living with Nancy Sullivan, who we talked about earlier, woman. Yep. So then February of 2000, Chris and Nancy have a son named Daniel. And then by that November, they're married. This is her third marriage. So then uh, three years later, she files for divorce saying, like, the marriage was um, broken and alleging cruel treatment. She claimed he would break and throw furniture around. Um, She later, like, drops this suit, I guess. Okay. And the restraining order against him. Okay. So then um, in February, after the murders, the Atlantic Journal-Constitution has, like, runs a report saying that they, they, like, got news from the Fayette County Sheriff's Office that this is what they were fighting about. Basically... Nancy may have suspected her husband of having an affair with a female WWE wrestler and that they argued over life a life insurance policy. And that, like, led to the oh. thing. Um, so over a three-day period between June 22nd and June 24th, Chris Benoit killed his wife, Nancy, and their seven-year-old son, Daniel, before hanging himself. Autopsy reports show that Benoit's wife was murdered first, she was bound at the feet and wrist and died of asphyxiation on the 22nd. So I feel like, I want to say that's a Friday. Why? Because I feel like I read that somewhere. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it's Friday. Okay. okay. So she's found wrapped in a towel or like a sheet. There's blood under her head. Um, Fayette County District Attorney Scott Ballard reported no other signs of struggle. Toxicologists found alcohol in her body but were unable to determine whether it had been present before her death or if it was a decomposition product, which I did not know. Oh. Wait, what? Yeah, because they found her, like, I feel like on Monday. So if this was a Friday, by Monday they found her, and apparently when your body is, like, decomposing, it releases something. So it's hard to get a toxicology report far out from... I knew that, but I I didn't... I don't think that that would be, like, three days. Yeah, I didn't think it would be, like, so soon, but what do I know? Um, so they estimated that there was like a pre-death uh, toxicology of hydrocodone and alprazolam in her system, but it was like normal levels, I guess. Um, but in any case, they said like she wasn't sedated yeah. before she died. Um, but also, well, also is she just does she just take those things? Yeah, I think she's on steroids too. So obviously Benoit is taking steroids, right? Because he's a wrestler. But I'm pretty sure I read that she was also, like, heavily taking steroids. Okay. So, I mean, you have to consider, you have one spouse taking a lot of steroids. You have another one. You're going to, like, steroids make you, like... Super angry. Angry. You have two people. Right. It's just, like, a recipe for disaster. So then Daniel, uh, Daniel, their son, also died of asphyxia. He was, like, laying in his bed. He was killed on Saturday. So all Friday, he killed the wife Friday, and then all Saturday, I guess he hung out with his kid, or I'm not really sure. No one knows what he did, obviously, because he committed suicide after, but he didn't kill his son until the next day. 
Okay, that's odd. I know. And reports say Benoit used his signature Crippler crossfade on his own son. Yeah. Oh my god. I know. Because he was also asphyxiated and he had internal injuries to his throat area. So. And, but he was like sedated with Xanax and likely unconscious when his dad killed him. Yeah. Okay. So a lot of people assume like uh, Chris, Benoit, and Nancy got into like an argument and he like killed her. Right. And then to save his son, like the trouble of like losing his mom and dad, he killed his son, which is like fucked up. Well, doesn't he have two other kids too? Yeah, but they're with his mom, like in Canada, or their mom in Canada. Oh, okay. So, uh, his body did not show signs of the same like decomposition as his mother. So then, at like three thirty on Saturday afternoon. Um, the guy, his best friend that died, his nephew was also a wrestler and his name's Chavo. He received a voicemail from Benoit stating that he had overslept and missed his flight because he was supposed to go to a show in Beaumont, Texas. Oh, okay. Like a pier, I guess. And then, so he calls him back and Benoit says like he sounded, or he says Benoit sounded tired and groggy and he confirmed everything he said in his voicemail. Um... Then Chavo, who was, like, concerned about his tone and demeanor, called him back 12 minutes later, but Benoit didn't answer, and then he's like, hey, call me back, and then 15 minutes later, he calls him back, and he's like, oh, it's because I was on the phone with Delta Airlines, changing my flight. He stated, like, I've had a stressful day, both Nancy and Daniel are, like, sick with food poisoning, throwing up blood, blah, 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 and so... Chavo's like, all right, man, if you need me, I'm like here, blah, blah, blah. Benoit ended the conversation by saying, love you, Chavo. And then he says like later, he sounded off when he talked to him, especially when he said, I love you. Then on Sunday, five text messages were sent to like coworkers in the WWE. Okay. And this is all between like like 3 and 4 a.m. Oh, okay. Really. And they're both from Chris's phone and Nancy's phone. I don't know why. Um, four of them, like four of the texts that were sent out were in their address book. And then the fifth one said that the family dogs were in an enclosed pool area. But that didn't go to anyone that like they were able to identify from their address book. I um, don't know why. They also noted that the garage side door had been left open. Um, Guillermo and like a wrestling referee, Scott Armstrong, were two of the recipients of these texts. So then... Um, Wait, he texted the stuff about the dog to everyone? I don't know if it was just about the dog, but he was, like, sending text messages out. Oh, okay. Um, So then during this time, he left a voicemail to, like, an unknown number. Then he called the WWE's talent relations office, stating that his son was vomiting and that he and Nancy were at the hospital with him. So he was supposed to fight. You remember I said he, like, um, won against Chris... Was it Chris Jericho or someone to go on to see who would? Oh no no! It was when he did that flying <coughs> right headbutt. Right. That was the match to determine who would go on to the championship, like the finals. Okay. And he won that one, so he was supposed to go to this ECW World Heavyweight Championship on Sunday. Okay. And he was supposed to be fighting in it, and so he calls the wrestling people and like, "Hey, I can't. My son's in the hospital. Whatever." And so they switch him out with somebody else, I guess. And they're like, okay, like, you know, get, like, whatever. 
being like supportive of it. But then on that evening, he commits suicide. He used a weight machine cord to hang himself by creating a noose at the end of the cord on a pull-down machine uh, from which the bar had been removed. He released the weights, causing strangulation. He had placed copies of the Bible alongside the bodies of his wife and son, as well as a third Bible next to his own body. Weird. Yeah. Then um, Nancy's sister was on Chris Jericho's podcast in 2016, and she says that um, over the weekend of the murders, the search history on his computer showed that he had he had like researched the quickest and easiest way to break a neck. So like he had like premeditated everything. What his son or his? I don't know. I guess it was his, so that can't be premeditated. Yeah. But um, even like so that the wife she was bound. By right. wrists and ankles, that doesn't necessarily scream like a rage killing. No, for him to have the time to bind her and kill her, and like then spend half a day or a day with his son and then kill his son, that's not like yeah. rage. Yeah, no. You know? So he like puts a towel around the rope so he won't get like rope burn, I guess. But it no, seems it, like it won't decapitate him. Don't you oh. think it would decapitate him? Yeah, I mean. I guess it depends how thick the rope is. Or it would, like, partly decapitate you and you'd still be alive. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, so he does that, which maybe is a good thing. Um, so, the his suicide, there's been, like, all these kind of people trying to explain why this happened. A lot of them include um, chronic traumatic encephalopathy, which is, like, brain damage. Right. Steroid and alcohol abuse in a failing marriage. And... Basically, this led to, like, investigations by the government into steroid use in wrestling. Then it's later alleged that Daniel had fragile X syndrome, which is a genetic condition that causes a range of developmental problems, including learning disabilities and cognitive impairments, and also, like, just kind of causing people to be a little smaller than normal. Oh, his son? Yeah. So, it was reported that he had, like, track marks in his arms the sun the sun okay as if they were injecting him with growth hormones or steroids oh no i can't confirm or deny that some people say it's there some people say it's not yeah and then some people say he had the fragile x syndrome and then a lot of people are like no he didn't test positive for that he was an he was just an average seven-year-old right and get like give him a chance to get to puberty yeah you know and like his um Teachers were like, no, he was as smart as everybody else in the class. He was on par with everybody else. Like, this is, like, a stupid thing. Oh, and that would do... Okay. So they're saying, like, cognitive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, on Monday, June 25th, 2007, WWE was, like, notified of the text messages sent to both Chavo and the referee. So they're like, hey, we got these messages from uh, Chris... We're, like, freaked out. So they asked for the Fayette County Sheriff's Office to go check on them. Right. And he's living in um, Fayetteville, Georgia. Okay. So originally police can't get access to his house because it's, like, so secure. Like, he's got, like, security measures everywhere. It's gated. And he's got his two German shepherds in the front lawn. So police are, like, they don't want to hop the fence because – or the gate because they're scared of the dogs, I guess. They don't want to shoot the dogs because it's a famous person's dog, yeah. So then they ask one of the neighbors to come by, and she had been friends with Nancy and had watched the dog. So she like hops over the gate, calls the dogs over, then goes into the house, 
to put the dogs in a room and decides to do a little investigation of her own and is walking around and finds um, Daniel dead. Oh. And then she's like, maybe I should go get the police yeah. instead of just leaving them out there. Yeah. Like, who is she? So then um, they go in, they discover the bodies, and they notify the WWE at like f- uh, 4.15, which sounds weird, but I guess they are the ones who requested it. Yeah. yeah. Like the wellness check, I guess, yeah, is yeah. what it was. They said they had discovered three bodies and that the house was now ruled a major crime scene. Um, there was a suicide note, but it wasn't discovered until later because it had been in, like, in the, in the middle of the pages of a Bible, which they had shipped to his first wife to, like, all his stuff was shipped to her and and his kids. Okay. And the suicide note was in the Bible and she found it. And basically it was just like, whatever, but he had handwritten saying that I'm prepared to leave this earth. Oh. That was that. So no reasoning though? No. So the possible motives, um, the WWE attorney said that Benoit was prescribed testosterone as part of treatment for testosterone replacement therapy. Um, he said it was common practice for people who had used steroids in the past and had suffered testicular damage as a result. Mm-hmm. So he, then there's a former wrestler, Christopher Nowowski. He said that Benoit may have been suffering from repeated untreated con- Concussions. Yeah, I'd say that's probably yeah, the biggest the, one. Yeah, because he was one of the only guys who would take a chair shot to the back of the head, which is stupid, is like the actual quote from yeah. the wrestler. And then they did all these like tests on his brain. So like, I guess in the early 2000s, there was like a football scandal about concussions, obviously. And there was this documentary that came out. Well, yeah, you know. Yeah, of course I know, but like oh, it was okay. a big deal back in the early two thousands because this doctor was doing all this work. Right. And he had said like there was all this shit that came out about um, I can't remember the guy's name, a pro footballer and his brain and what caused his death was all these like untreated concussions and okay. traumatic brain injuries, whatever. And so Chris Benoit's dad is like, they buried him, and he's like, no, exhume him and test his brain. And they said that his brain was so severely damaged it resembled the brain of an 85-year-old Alzheimer's patient. Whoa. Yeah. So, like, I guess all these, like, concussions and whatever, they cause um, Alzheimer's and dementia. Or, like, they have similar effects of Alzheimer's and dementia, and his was, like... Well, yeah, you have to consider, like, Alzheimer's. So, like, when my grandma had... Well, she had dementia, but when she had dementia, like... My brother was showering in the shower in at her house, and she walked in. She's like, who are you? Get out of here. So, like, you have to consider that kind of forgetfulness with the anger from steroids. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even think about that. Julie's grandpa had Alzheimer's, and it was like, sometimes you'd be over there, and he would have no idea who anyone was, and you're, right. like, so upset about it. And you're already upset because you know everyone knows what's happening except for you. Yeah. So... Um, the WWE is pretty much saying, like, this is speculative. There's no science on this, blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah, they have to protect themselves. Yeah. So they're saying, like, um, so at first the deaths were reported to fans of the WWE by their WWE mobile alert service, which I'm like, should we sign up for this? No. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to. So then they posted it to their official website, and then... Um, they released a statement saying 
World Wrestling Entertainment was informed today by authorities in Fayette County, Georgia, that WWE superstar Chris Benoit and his wife Nancy and their son were found dead in their homes. Authorities are investigating, but no other details are available at the time. And this is the day after he missed like a championship fight. So instead of like doing whatever they were going to do on TV that night, right? Um, they air a three-hour tribute to Chris Benoit. Three hours? Three-hour tribute, not knowing the circumstances surrounding his death. Oh, that he murdered them? Yes, they thought he just died. And he. everyone's like praising him, saying he was like beloved among his super, like he was a superstar. Favorite, I mean, blah, he blah, was. Blah. He w- definitely was. They said like he had all these athleticism and wrestling ability and blah, blah, blah. So then they had like people, um, con- like, you know, doing video interviews about him and like being upset. Same like when the other guy died. And then it ended by saying like WWE extends its sincere condolences and prayers, blah, 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 blah. You know how they always do. Right. So then as it's like ending, people start finding out what actually happened and that this was a murder-suicide. But it, it, like, the damage had been done. It had already aired. Right. So then they, like, take it off the air for, like, international um, audiences. And basically they distance themselves from him immediately. And they, like, um, only have his, like, results and listings on their website instead of, like, summaries and articles about him and tributes to him, whatever. They take everything down. They pull the tribute video. They rename the Crippler Crossface to just the Crossface, especially like in video games. He was like a playable character in video games. If he was like doing a tag team with like other wrestlers, they would label him mystery opponent. Like they completely erased him from WWE history. And so like Hulk Hogan had a comment about Benoit and he says he was peaceful and kept to himself. And then he says, I think it had something, it had to be something personal, a domestic problem between him and his wife. It's like Hulk Hogan's opinion. Yeah. Um, so because his death was allegedly linked to steroid abuse originally, the WWE underwent this investigation by the United States House Committee and oversight, blah, blah, blah. So basically, they... They, like, do all these tests and say that 40% of wrestlers tested positive for steroids and other drugs. Even when they were warned in advance, they were going to be tested. Well, doesn't it take a while to, like, get out of your system? I feel like what they're trying to say is that number is a lot higher. Oh, because they were warned. They were warned. So 40% of them are still like, I don't fucking care. Yeah. You know? And then um, they're also saying, they, like, concluded that everyone's doing it mm-hmm. and they're receiving light punishment for being caught doing it right so like what they don't have to go into one match okay there's 500 in a year I yeah don't, i don't know that's true but there's a lot you know right so um then it's obviously like the brain trauma is like the number one um that's what i think caused it essentially mm-hmm. so 30 months after benoit's death there was a second WWE wrestler. He was known as Test or Andrew Martin. He died too, and his death was attributed to brain injury. So the doctor who had tested Chris Benoit's brain told ESPN, when announced, when we announced our findings about Chris, some of the media said it was roid rage. We said at the time, real finding was 
that repeated head trauma was the cause. With Andrew Martin as the second case, the WWE and the sport in general have to ask themselves, is this a trend? The science tells us that jumping off 10-foot ladders and slamming people with tables and chairs is simply bad for the brain. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> and then they're just like, so then the WWE responds. Right. Because this is like in an ESPN documentary or something. And they say, while this is a new emerging science, the WWE is unaware of the veracity, veracity of any of these tests, be it for Chris Benoit or Andrew Martin. Dr. Amalou claims that Mr. Benoit had a brain that resembled an 85-year-old Alzheimer's patient, which would lead one to ponder how Mr. Benoit would have found his way to an airport, let alone been able to re- remember all the moves and information that is required to perform in the ring. So they're saying, well, he may have brain injury, but he doesn't resemble an Alzheimer's patient because he can remember yeah, whatever. I get that, I guess. Yeah. But also, like, if his brain's that fucked up, it's obviously... Yeah, I think they should say, like, he obviously has brain injury. Well, I guess no, because that would be giving them liability. Mm-hmm. Like, they've obviously pulled back from a lot of these things. Like, they're not allowed to hit people with chairs anymore. And they're oh, they're not? I didn't know that. I don't think so. And I think, like, they have to do... They have to take out certain things, like... Become more. I think even they said they're not a use. They're not allowed to like cut themselves oh. and do like the blood thing anymore. I don't know. I haven't watched a wrestling match ever, so I don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Um. So then, again, they're saying it's premeditated because his wife's hands and feet were bound, so like it wasn't roid rage. Um. But it's also reported that she's like heavily using steroids, which is why their arguments were so intense, which we kind of talked about. Right. Um, and he was actually exempt from the rule against taking steroids in wrestling because he had, like, fucked up his body so badly he couldn't produce testosterone on his own. So he, like, medically had to take steroids. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so, like, he could be tested in the WWE and it'd be fine because he was medically advised to take testosterone. Okay. Um, so there's just, like, more about the toxicology. She had, like, Nancy had hydrocodone hydromorphine and xanax in her system and but i bet if she had xanax and hydrocodone i bet she just popped opioids yeah i think they both were like yeah heavy opioid users and then she also had a blood alcohol level of 0.184 holy shit yeah so like they don't know if that's because of the post-mortem process or because she was just drinking so heavily no for sure because she was drinking yeah i don't think that your blood doesn't turn to alcohol. Yeah. What if it did? Yeah. People, homeless people would kill a lot more people. Oh my God. They would. Who's gonna, like, a f- how many ounces does a person have of blood? Eight ounces? No. Yeah, 12? No, because when you b- donate blood, how much do you give? A uh, bag. An ounce? No, wait. I feel like they're pint. Pint. Not No, I meant not an ounce, pint. You can you have to I have more than pints. a pint. Oh, How eight pints. Pints of blood are in the human body. Average adult has eight to ten pints of blood. Jeez, I so I don't know why I would have guessed so much more. I'm like, <laughs> if, five if blood turned into alcohol, we'd have to think that it would turn into like vodka, not vodka, but it would turn into like a spirit, not beer. Yeah. So you're considering that one person is full of eight to ten pints of straight up alcohol. People will be killing people left and right. Should we be doctors? Well, maybe. Should we go to med school and figure this out? No. Too much school. Yeah. So then there were drug charges brought against his doctor because he basically 
uh, what did he do? He admitted to illegally prescribing drugs and sometimes without examining the patients at all. He would just prescribe the drugs. And he was sentenced to 10 years in prison because there was 175 counts against him. Oh, my gosh. Literally. Okay. So this one doesn't have anything. Well, it does have something to do with the story, but I thought it was kind of weird. So there's this Wikipedia controversy about Benoit. So there's this statement added to the Wikipedia page about Nancy Benoit's death before she died. Do you think he did it? Well, here's what happened. So... Not before she died, before the discovery of the body. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So a statement regarding Nancy Benoit's death was added to Chris Benoit's English Wikipedia page 14 hours before the police discovered the bodies of Benoit and his family. This seemingly pre precedent precedent? I don't know. This edition was initially reported on Wiki News and later on Fox News. The article read Chris Benoit was replaced with by Johnny Johnny Nitro for the ECW World Championship at Vengeance as Benoit was not there due to personal issues stemming from the death of his wife Nancy. The phrase stemming from the death of his wife Nancy was added at 12:01 Eastern Time on June 25th, whereas the Fayette County Police reported the discovery of bodies at the Benoit family at 12:30 p.m. 14 and a half hours later. So before he killed himself. He went on. No. What? Okay. The IP address of the editor was traced to Stamford, Connecticut, which is also the location of the WWE headquarters. After news of the early death notice reached mainstream media, the anonymous poster accessed Wiki News to explain his edit as a huge coincidence and nothing more. Police detectives seized the computer equipment from the man held responsible for the postings and called the post an unbelievable hindrance to their investigation, but believed he was otherwise uninvolved, declining to press charges. So some random guy. No, that doesn't make sense. No. (laughs) It's a bigger conspiracy than that. Well. That doesn't make any sense. I know. So you're telling me right now I could go on to Wikipedia and say that someone's wife died. Mm Mm-hmm. And they actually died. But they knew there was a person, there was a family issue. Because he said he had to be replaced with this other guy. What if he was Nancy's, like, lover? And she wasn't answering the phone. Yeah. That's a good story. Or, wait, what if he was the number that was unknown that he texted? <gasps> That's a better story. Yeah. <laughs> we'll go with it. Um, okay. So, just to wrap this up, for, like, local history. Right. There was the Kansas City linebacker, Javon Bletcher, who murdered his girlfriend. Do you remember? Were you in Lawrence by this time? 2012? Yeah, I was in Lawrence. Okay, so Kansas City Chiefs player murdered his girlfriend in front of his mother and, like, three-month-old baby. Drove to Arrowhead and shot himself on the practice, not on the practice field, but at the practice field parking lot. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, like, um... He, uh, he was, like, only 22 years old, but he's a pro oh, football no. player. And he um, he had, like, gotten to this massive argument with his baby mama. I don't know if they were married or if, whatever, but he got into this massive argument with her because he was seeing other women, and she, like, confronted him about it or something. And then they were, like, in Power and Light, and he – I don't know if he – she had just gone to a Trey Songs concert at Midland, and he accused her of being there with another guy. Probably Trey Songs. Song. Oh. Yeah. What if? But he was then at Power and Light with another woman. And so then okay. he gets home. The uh, just another little thing. All NFL players cheat. I will 
take the heat on that one, but they do. Okay. Every single one. <laughs> Every single one. Every single one. So he, that morning, because it's like 7 a.m. the next morning, he goes home, he confronts her, he shoots her nine times, and then drives to Arrowhead, and is in the parking lot, and the general manager of the Chiefs walks out, and he's like, what's happening? And he tells him, and he's covered in blood. And he tells him what happened. And he's like, I can't. Like, I'm so sorry. Thank you for every opportunity you've given me. I'm sorry I fucked it up. Blah, 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 Then the coach at the time, Romeo, of the Chiefs, this is before Andy Reid, comes out. So you have the head coach there, the general manager. I think, like, the defensive. Like, there, everyone was out there. Not the players, but, like, everyone else was out there being like, put the gun down. You know, we can work this out. We can figure this out. You're a young kid. Blah, 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 blah. Then he hears police sirens, shoots himself in the head. Oh my god. How have I never heard this? At Arrowhead, yeah. And um, that's because he, even if he was only 22, he's been playing the NFL for I don't know how many years. Only a year. Oh, because he, yeah. It's still enough. Right out, only a year. Alex. <sighs> Hold on. Alex! What? If someone's 22. They've only been playing in the NFL for one year, right? Right. Depends. Okay. They have to be at least. They, they have to go. They can be playing for the draft after their junior year of college. Okay, so oh. potentially two, but probably one. Yeah, but if he was playing college football. Yeah, true. You know, it depends what. What was he? Did you say what he was? What do you mean, linebacker? Oh, okay, yeah, that makes a lot more sense. Uh, his mom actually ended up suing, like filing a lawsuit against the Chiefs because she said. You monitor what he eats, how he works out. You monitor every aspect of his life, but you don't monitor his brain and his mental health. And she, like, filed a lawsuit. I don't know if she won or not, but it was, like, a big deal, you know? He wasn't, like, a super yeah. – he wasn't Patrick Mahomes. Right. But whatever. Um, I feel like I don't even need to mention OJ. No. You know? Well, I think OJ had some other stuff going on, too, Obviously, well. but you don't go from being, like, America's – No, but he wasn't a – don't ask me what O.J. Simpson was. Al, <laughs> yeah. what was O.J. Simpson? What was his position? Yeah. Oh, he did get hit then. Yeah. But still, I feel like that, I'm not going to say that had, that's why he killed Nicole Simpson, but. No, he had mental problems. Yeah. He still has mental problems. 100%. But he was also taking a lot of hits to the brain, and we know messing up your frontal lobes. So Chris Benoit, all of his, his frontal lobe, all four lobes damaged okay every single lobe in his brain was damaged but i wonder if that's the same for every sport though so i bet football is not it's not every sport yeah or it's not every lobe yeah i have no idea like wrestling's obviously very yeah violent yeah or it was um so nancy's sister she believes that a blackout is what caused him to murder her sister she stated that the medical medical examiner who examined his body stated that he had only 10 more months to live due to an enlarged heart. And she stated that Benoit was contemplating retiring and opening a wrestling school, but decided to continue wrestling due to being in one of the main events at that championship game. So, like, he was probably, he should have retired, but he didn't because he wanted to do, like, one more. Well, also, there's just so much money in that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then, so, the last thing I have is, like, if you go on to the, his Wikipedia page and, like, this murder's Wikipedia page... It's literally, you can click on a link to show you every premature death in wrestling. And it's a lot. Like, they hmm. have a category before 20, before 40. So I guess before... it's not as fake as we thought it was, or at least they've made some changes. But... It's probably fake, but 
like the storylines are fake, right? right but right. the actual injuries are happening. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's all like not all, but there's a lot that's like heart failure. Um, well, that's from steroids, steroids, right? Yes. There's a lot that is suicide. A lot of motorcycle accidents, which I see. Yeah. And then um, suicide and substance abuse. Like, massive amounts are just... It's not... There are some that are like, this was a car accident or whatever. But a lot of them are like, I think, could be linked to the brain injuries. Well, also, in my opinion, you don't necessarily... Like, yes, you have to be in, like, peak physical shape, like, muscle-wise. Mm-hmm. And I feel like steroids do, do, do that for you. But as far as, like... Something like football or like baseball or like soccer or something like that where they're running and they have to have like be in perfect on your heart, yeah. vascular shape. I think that leads to a lot more substance abuse because you're like, oh, I can just shoot up another steroid and then before yeah. I put, before I work out tomorrow and be fine. Yeah. Because they're not doing like tons of cardio, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. It could be. I have no, I just, I feel like I used to be like, oh, if I had a son, I'd let him play football, but it's like. No, I'm on that page now too. Yeah. It's just too risky. I feel like my kid's already gonna be dumb. I don't wanna. I don't wanna make it worse. Double down. <laughs> You're like play Fortnite and win me millions or something. <laughs> yeah. That's something you can do from your room. <laughs> okay, well that was Chris Benoit. Yep. And uh, thank you to my fiance for adding in his yeah. you know sports what? knowledge. We can say this is his first appearance. <laughs> <laughs> this is his first appearance. Thanks for joining us. Yep. Thank you for listening. Um, hi, Mom. And follow us on Instagram at Cocktails and Cadavers. And then anchor.fm slash Cocktails and Cadavers. Avery Johnson. Avery Johnson. Sorry. Um, rate us on iTunes. Oh, yeah. Rate and subscribe on iTunes, please, so that we can get some more listeners, so that we can get merch. That'd be tight. We want merch. We want merch. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.